in a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio, everybody. This is your favorite Mike Phillip in the universe. The one in Alberta, Canada. It happens to be an American citizen. I'm a missionary for Constitution and Bill of Rights. Liberty. English Magna Carta. The King James Bible. And I'm also a little bit ridiculous every now and then. Uh, A while back, uh, everybody... Everybody's favorite guy, the man of the hour right now, Norm Traversy and I were talking. We uh, we talk a lot. And he mentioned to me that he was reached out to by a woman that was a victim of sex trafficking. And he wouldn't tell me her name. He wouldn't say a lot. But he uh, eventually reached out to her. To find out if she wanted to tell her story. And uh, she got back to me. We've got her on the line right now. Her, We're going to call her Gisera. Beautiful name. Yes. Brand new one to me. Gisera, how are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Uh, well, I'm great. I, uh, I'm i really glad to have you on. Um, when when Norm first told me a lot of the things about you that, that he had learned, um, I was a little bit skeptical. But... Uh, it was independently verified by somebody else in the know that the things you were saying were definitely real. And then uh, you reached out to me, and we ended up talking on the phone for, I think it was like a, a good hour and a half. And, uh, I, well, I grew to like you. And so, you know, you're you're you. somebody that's uh, in my circle of friends now. And... I thought it'd be a great opportunity to get you on here to tell your story in the first segment today, uh, and then we're going to jump to other things after the commercial break. But, Jacera, um, if you want to just take the floor here and go back to the beginning, uh, you're very brave to tell this story, and uh, it's timely. Uh, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell's been arrested. Uh, Je- Jeffrey Epstein is begging for a drop of water right now in the bowels of the earth, I assume, but... Uh, this is, it, it's your time, and uh, I'm just going to let you go ahead. So uh, you just take the floor well, right I, now, Jacera. Well, I really want to thank you still for the opportunity, Mike, because most uh, survivors don't get the opportunity to speak. And it's been uh, a 10-year process. I've been trying to come forward about my child human trafficking survival and adult human trafficking survival. And to the services available to Canadians, I was denied help all along the way. I was denied my truth. I was denied my survival. Uh, there was a lot of uh, internal corruption involved, uh, especially where police are concerned and mental health uh, kind of twisted into that silence where victims are made to believe that they are crazy or mentally ill. And so what do you do? when you are a ritual cult survivor. And I've survived this for over 40 years of my life here in Canada. And it's something that people don't realize is right next door. That uh, everything that we are surrounded by, uh, that we see, like they tell a vision, it, it is all a ritual mass of information. 
And when we look at this uh, ritual mass of information, well, what what are our children learning? You know, we have media, right. we have the new norm repeated to us daily. We have the music industry that is full of satanic symbols and uh, Freemasonry involvement. Um, our our media stations or our overall information that's provided to us as a general human public is owned by a set of people. So how do we know what the truth is? And I was a, a child that questioned a lot in this cult as a child. And so I was immediately, you know, targeted upon. Uh, but because I was owned by a particular uh, Masonic member, I was, you know, given the chance to survive a very long time and unfortunately absorbed too much information and resilenced. So when I tried to leave uh, a family member um, in a relationship, took about 10 years for that. And when you are ritually cult abused, especially ritually raped as a child to music, well, how do you heal um, through the grace of God and, and yourself and your mental health when everything that you hear on the radio, you see on the television, um, I survived every cult aspect of what Hollywood is involved or the island or these uh, high prolific persons that are all being either arrested or coming forward. This is part of my trauma. Right. So last year I was uh, brushed upon with the, uh, let's say, uh, a nation's police department. And they tried to resilence me again when I tried to come forward in um, a, a walking clinic, for example. I was having a lot of trouble trying to work, trying to keep a job. I decided to go on disability. To do that, unfortunately, as a Canadian citizen, the only way you can get on disability as a Canadian citizen is to go to psychiatry, which is not something I believe in. Uh, but I, I went through the path of what every OHIP Canadian needs to go through. I got the disability. Um, but of course, you know, they didn't want to help me or provide me any talk therapy because I refused medication. I said, you need to medicate my abusers. That would be first off your first priority. And I need talk therapy. But as a Canadian citizen, OHIP does not provide talk therapy. They only provide psychiatry and medication. Yeah. It's the same thing with everything else too. Uh, the allopaths and the psychiatrists have been uh, one of my favorite old sayings that my mentor and my friend, Dr. Peter Glidden, uses uh, is one by Benjamin Rush. It was a quote from one of the signatures of the Declaration of Independence. And he said, unless we legislate health freedom, medical freedom into the Constitution, uh, a certain class of men will legislate themselves into a position of preeminence and our bodies will soon be as those under tyranny. And that's where we are today. So you're preaching to the choir here. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They love to get people well, on lot, psych drugs. They, they, they love to get people also under the assumption that uh, sexual preferences are something that should be defined by the DSM manual. And so even homosexuality was you know, considered a mental illness in the 70s. So yes. now they try to use the LGBTQ community uh, in, a, in a sense of trying to put that in their DSM uh, antics to try and make pedophilia a sexual preference. Yeah, well, transgenderism so used to be uh, a, a classic uh, textbook mental illness, according to the Diagnostics yeah. and Statistics Manual as well. But they keep moving the goalposts to sexualize everything. Well, we have a whole industry of music and television that has overly sexual sexualized uh, children and women for at least the last 50 to 60 years. Uh, with it's been so prevalent to sexualize children 
over the last 30 years, um, I, d- I really don't know how these children can survive this kind of life that we give them on this planet, um, so ruled by ritualism in music and television. So when I was um, illegally detained last year and then let go, of course, because I knew my rights and I'm part of a, a commission of citizens here in the city of human rights. And uh, I left, you know, the hospital, no medication, no need. And it was interesting to see when I called back the police department, I said, you know, I'm going to be lodging a complaint because I continue to try and make these reports of these uh, high prolific or internal issues of child human trafficking or abusers in our country. And you're denying me my rights of reporting this. So they sarcastically said, well, Sarah, you can lodge a complaint. So last year I wrote doesn't bother me and doesn't bother me was something you know at the time I was still battling my addictions with alcohol and marijuana use I was a very uh, regular usage of of marijuana and unfortunately I had to kind of clear all that out of my system to really understand how am I going to help these kids by coming forward I have to set this example as well how do how do we cope you know like every time we're coping with trauma we're, we're always going to some source of something unnatural in the body to help us cope with it instead of using energy or talk therapy or love or the grace of God. And I, I tried to, I was looking over a bunch of my different books in front of me. There's the Bible, the Quran, um, books that, uh, of healing, anything in front of me. Um, and I started reading and I, I just started writing Hope of Man down one hand. Truth denied, set you free from this land. And I just had an epiphany where I knew at that point the only person that was going to help me cope was me. I got completely clean, cold turkey by myself. I just kind of locked myself in my apartment for two weeks and sweat tremendously. Like it was so hard to do on my own. Um, and and my daughter was just someone that she's like, Mom, I'm so proud of you. Never seen you clean ever in the 20 years of her life. Right. This year was the first birthday I've celebrated in 40 years of my life where I didn't have drugs in my system. Good job. So it, as a, it, it, the first birthday ever in 40 years. Like I was five years old and they were giving me marijuana and drugs and alcohol. Um, At five you know, years old? It, it's not something that was under my control. This was always given to me. I could never understand what they were even given to me or putting in my drinks or juice when they would give it to me. And uh, these situations would happen, you know, according to uh, certain um, sex rituals that would happen during the year, during a certain ritual cult calendar. And this is very prevalent in Canada. You know, we have, for example, one cult called Freemasonry. We have uh, over 578 lodges in Ontario. We, we have um, over 50 family social services agencies in Ontario, over 95 in Alberta. We have missing and, and murdered Indigenous women, and over 80% of those missing or murdered women are mothers. So there's a lot of questions here yep. without answers. And it kind of all goes back to, well, our entire judicial system and all these services I'm mentioning are ritualistic. You go into the court system, you bow down to the judge, you put your hand on, on a Bible instead of a book of law. And I started writing this thinking, you know, this is about my pain. And then I realized, no, this is about every child's pain and every woman and man's pain, because this is something that I witnessed everyone involved, whether it was women or men or boys or girls. A lot of these uh, 
high officials, let's say allegedly politically involved, you know, would be bringing in a lot of these children as part of the initiation of this cult. So was this uh, was this through I, your family, I, or or how did you get thrust into this situation? So I am a descendant of ritual rape. So my mother is a descendant of uh, ritual rape. So am I, and so are my children. So that's three generations. So this is internal. This is something that you know that I have the DNA evidence to just even corroborate my story. Yet this is why you know police and. And the judicial system deny me my truth because it's something if our country would, you know, rule by the book of law, we, we wouldn't even have to have Norman speaking on our behalf, you know, as Canadian citizens and working to have the rule of law followed. Um, his story was fascinating to me. I was following him on uh, facts versus feelings uh, since last fall. And I'm like, wow, this guy is, is phenomenal. He's like my angel in disguise. And and I'm like, is he real? Is it true? You know, like, are people really going up against uh, the empowerment of what I know I've survived, allegedly, of very high officials involved in my child human trafficking? And without naming them, I, I try to expose part of my story, um, every line in every song that I write as a message. And I think we need to go back into how words contain frequency. And that the words that we use that are teaching our children truth through music or the television, we need to re-educate them. So even my video on YouTube it has no swear words in it, it has no inappropriate indications in it, but I still put it on a 14 plus uh, age group because I think it's a serious topic to be discussing. You know, important statistics of human trafficking are, are put there in the lyric video. The words that I use can be heard when I say uh, one line in there, um, double penetrated me, uh, people will, will get down to the dirty part of their mind and think it's about something else when it's about uh, using a pen. It's about old Canada. It's about uh, human trafficking at the highest level involved. And it's time that we have the strength together as Canadians and Americans to, to feel safe to come forward about what we survived and get the help that we need. So the whole point of the music is to go into a nonprofit that I'm starting. So ritual cult and sexual abuse survivors of these uh, cult affiliates, you know, get the talk therapy that they need. I'm still on a six month waiting list uh, on disability to pay $150 an hour uh, for a child therapy psychologist, you know, someone that has uh, dealt with child trauma. And I, I think that it's, it's very strange that I can be given a pill for six months and then get some talk therapy for 20 minutes with a psychiatrist. Yet, as, as a citizen and a basic citizen that deserves human rights of care, as you realize, it was even a Canadian citizen that helped write the charter of uh, human rights. And uh, I find it fascinating that people don't even realize these facts of our history involved in the, the basic demise of the understanding of our human rights and not teaching it to our children. Oh, yeah. Canada's, so just, Canada's got such a dark underbelly, and I've uh, really educated a lot of Americans to this because 
People think that Canadians are just sunshine and lollipops and the nicest people We're in the so universe. Nice. We got free health care. <laughs> we don't lock our doors because there's no crime. And it's just absolute and utter bullshit. It's a lie. Uh, first of all, any, anywhere there's people, you're going to find this stuff. It's just inevitable. But, uh, yeah, it's it's so – Canada's had such a successful – uh, international brand. Let's put it that way. Uh, the Canadian flag has been branded internationally uh, as this this uh, place where nothing wrong ever happens, and it's a complete lie. Uh, when I found out about the residential schools, you brought that up, and uh, just the sheer number of women that have gone missing across this confederation called Canada. I was shocked. I, I was shocked. I thought that happens other places. That doesn't happen here, right? I looked around. Well, we, look, we look at the history. You look at the history of the MMIW uh, reporting. And in 1980 is when it was brought uh, to law that this had to be recorded. And it wasn't until 1986 to 1987, which I even show in the statistics part of my lyric video, that that was the only time that the numbers of these missing women or murdered women were actually entered in to our databases. So you're looking at a six to seven year period where who's working, what's going on, and you look at who's in power then, and you look at who's in power now. And why are we repeating these same mistakes? So when I use certain images or examples of persons in this lyric video to start off with, this isn't even the music video. The music video is going to be a little more detailed. Um, but when you when you start to look at who is involved and the coding and the words, yes, I'm I'm alleging who's involved as well in my survival. But I'm also speaking on behalf of, of thousands of missing and murdered women, where these were a lot of the women that I would meet as a child in this trafficking cult and never see again. And they would either be adults or children and uh, a lot of different children from around the world I met through this cult. And people need to understand this. this deals with. Uh, specific landmarks and places. You know, Ontario has Canada's Wonderland. We host the TIFF Festival. We have certain things in certain provinces that make these uh, cults really prevalent, like really strong-based. And so this is where you'll see more numbers of other services, like, for example, family services will be more prevalent in certain provinces where human trafficking is at its worst in the country. Right. And so... You know, we, we look at statistics, and that's why I put even in the video, you know, statistics, because I was silenced by a lot of police officers in my childhood and even sexually abused by them yeah. as a child. And these people are still in their positions now. I've been re-silenced and threatened constantly about coming forward about this. But so I just, you know, allegedly speaking, I, I put in code who I'm talking about without spelling it in, a, in an entire way that... Um, can blame a certain party. And I don't believe in defunding the police. You know, out of all people, with what's going on with the unrest in the world right now, you would think, oh my gosh, this woman has put out a song about her uh, even abuse by police, and she doesn't believe in defunding the police? Is she insane? Yeah, it's a no, sticky, that's that a sticky need- situation there. And uh, I, I think those, those departments need to be uh, taken Detox. back. <laughs> Detoxed and reformed. There you, know, you like go. We need, you know... 
Yeah, the RCMP go through a, a very specific line of testing. They go through, you know, lie detector tests, and it's it's very, very difficult. Well, then every single police force should have this type of testing for everyone involved. So we don't have, like you'll see the statistics in the video, where how many hundreds of women reported police officers in the United States for sexual assault? How many police officers do we have to make, you know, examples of, of, of taking the lives of people, whether innocent or not, we still need to come together as a society to help. You can't just point the finger and start a protest and say, you know, these lives matter and, and children going 500,000 missing in the United States in a year don't. Right. You know, well, there's, it's, there's it's like very deep going on here. And it's, it baffles my mind that we, we don't all take the responsibility here. We're all responsible here. Right. And you can't just... You know, I, I like how you put that because you can't just blame cops in general for that because they all don't do it, right. number one. Yep. And number two, that is something that will be latched onto. And yeah, yeah, it's those guys going after them. But what it really is is just uh, people getting into positions of power that shouldn't have it, that are abusing it. I mean, if we wanted to sum it up, that would be it. Well, like the cops. They respond to the judicial system. The judicial system, you know, responds to the judges. The judges respond to the law. The law is, you know, held by politicians. And the politicians are funded by private parties. And this is where the questions keep happening. This is what we have to do. We have to question. And we have to understand that if we don't keep questioning what's wrong with our missing children, this is where this should be our number one priority as citizens on this planet is when I'm, I'm trying to put their, um, you know, information about the UN and information about missing children around the world and how basic human rights of children are not addressed legally everywhere on, in every country on the planet. It doesn't bother me. It's about trying to get, you know, I use, let's say, uh, with alleged sources of whoever would like to do voice recognition, you know, I use certain voices in uh, the backdrop of my song that have to deal with my child abuse and human trafficking. Um, these are very high persons involved. And I try to express the fact that even though these individuals I'm alleging, I still refuse to keep that negative energy in my space. I'm happy living, you know, a life that I drive around in, in, in a little, you know, $10,000 car because I lost part of my virginity at five in a Ferrari. Like what, nothing impresses me at this point. And money doesn't impress me. And all the men that were brought towards me as a child in this human trafficking ring were of high stature. Let's say allegedly they were either millionaires or billionaires or royalty or people that would be heading countries one day. No one could get me to be compliant. So they decided to keep me internally trapped in a, let's say, a family alleged operation of, of trafficking. And it continues, you know, to abuse. Uh, my children have gone through a lot of uh, trouble with uh, challenging with seeing their mother either beaten in front of them, um, dropping these charges. Uh, I had a, a partner looking at seven years in prison and I was forced to drop those charges. I put all those clips of even that assault in the lyric video so people can understand um, the trauma that is part of my silence. This is where the injustice with the law comes in, but also my compassion comes in. 
because I want women and men to understand. Nobody will understand them more than me. I want these children that are being taken out of cages to understand I've been that child. And I want to be able to help them by coming forward with the truth, but at the same time having compassion and not hate. Because if anyone should be hating on people, you know, like I have PTSD, uh, and this is where my disability comes into effect. And I locked myself in my apartment for almost two years, and I started writing. Like, how, how do you stop the re-trauma, the re-trauma when every song you listen to on the radio was part of your ritual rapes? Uh, how do you turn on the television when all these actors that were part of your child human trafficking are on, are on the television? That's interesting. You, I never thought of that you know, uh, to the victims that are seeing this stuff, and uh, it, it's... Uh, re- yeah, setting them off all over again, just sending them down that path. But it sounds to me like you've learned to deal with it really well because, number one, you're a strong individual. Number two, you have to. You either let it destroy you or you uh, get stronger. We're out of time. Uh, I, we're really out of time, Jasara. But I, I do have a copy of the song that you wrote here. Uh, I do have enough time to play it for our listeners if you want. Excellent. I would. Uh, it's available on iTunes and Spotify. It doesn't bother me by Jasara, and you can also find me on TikTok and Jasara's Journey on Instagram and Jasara Benu on Facebook. So at this time, I'm, I'm just building my website, and it, I will be bringing forward a lot of uh, items for people to invest into the nonprofit to help people across Canada and the United States get trauma care. So I'd be really happy for you to share the music. Let's, let's go Wonderful, for it. let's do it. I'm not a big fan of hip-hop type stuff myself, but I recognize <laughs> talent in writing a song and performing it, and you are a talented individual. Let's uh, let's spin uh, Doesn't Bother Me by Jacera, a song she wrote about ritual child abuse. Uh, let's go ahead with that right now.
over me now, can't you see? Practicality, never a reality. Doesn't bother me, no negativity. Hard RCMP since AEC. OBP can jump on me when I was just 16. They've been texting me just since 83. Poor creation just can't seem to damn well please. Dirty secrecy for this country. RA war off now, can't you see? No negativity, doesn't bother me. Penetrate my damn hole like you see. Doesn't bother me, start in the universe. That I am seeing no negativity. Well, that was disturbing. <laughs> Jasora, thank you so much for coming on American Arc Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. All right. We'll, we'll have you back in the future to talk about some other subjects, but you take care of yourself. Thanks so much for joining us and having the bravery to speak out about all this. Thank you, Mike. All the best. God bless. All right. We're going to let you go. Uh, that was Jasara. And uh, wow. <laughs> That's uh, quite the story, I got to say. So uh, we're going to go to a commercial break now. When we get back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, more news. Louis Farrakhan said something I agree with. It happened. It happened. And uh, amazing Polly. Uh, got a uh, a piece done on on her on a video she did by Greg Reese over at Infowars, so she's pretty excited about that. We're gonna get into that and uh, a few other things. So I'll see you on the other side of this commercial break. Mojo Five O. Dang it, Chris. Hurry up and open that door and get over here and help me. This cooler's getting heavy. Well, um, yeah, I, I can give you a hand, uh, but I I locked the keys in the bunker. Dang it, Chris. We have to do off track in an hour. How are we going to get in there now? Relax. I got a new lock we can install later, but right now we need a battering ram. Hey, I know. Let's use the cat cooler as a battering ram. It certainly is rugged, but I don't think it's made for taking down steel reinforced doors. Man, relax. The thing can take 2,500 pounds of concrete with only minor scratches. We can definitely open the door with it. Rusty, grab the other side. All right. Huh. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario. But it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico as it's against the law. If you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? <laughs> what are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee in the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah. 
That would be a Trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. It may not be the zombie apocalypse, but present times prove it's actually not crazy to be prepared. And Mojo 5 in partnership with My Patriot Supply, will help our listeners prepare with Mojo50.com. It's smart to have a reliable emergency food source. Natural disasters have a devastating impact when all other conditions are perfect. When supply lines are stressed already, further disruption could leave your local markets bare for days or even weeks. You need a plan today. Only for Mojo listeners and for a limited time, you receive $70 off a two-week supply of 92 servings or $100 off a four-week supply of 284 servings. You'll get meals packing 2,000-plus calories a day with a 25-year shelf life. More than just food, my Patriot Supply has personal water filtration, backup power, and lighting sources, as well as medical kits and other survival gear. All this and more is available to you, the Mojo listener, by using Prepare with Mojo 50.com. That's Prepare with Mojo 50.com. Bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, I could listen to someone else, but why? Truer words were never spoken. Yeah! Crank up the radio! Well, that was quite the first segment with Jasara there. And, uh,. You know, it sounds crazy, but uh, what, what's a sane way to talk about that? It's uh, it's not a sane situation. So, you're going to be hearing a lot more from a lot more just like her, I believe. Just Lane Maxwell, I was reading a story. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, hang on a second, let me grab this. I, uh, I threw it in the queue for Peyton here. I send Peyton all the articles I'm going to go over. Uh, not necessarily to be uh, published, but uh, I just throw them in there so that I've got a place to go grab them. But uh, yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell, <clears throat> well, I'm going to read this. This is from hideoutnow.com. Sobbed. Why is this happening? How could this happen? When she appeared in court, according to... Virginia Roberts, as Duke of York's sex accuser, says Prince Andrew should be panicking after his old friend's arrest. Isn't that just the way, huh? Isn't that just the way? You know, you get away with uh, the most heinous crimes for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden you face justice. And you don't like it. You didn't worry about it when other people were in pain. Wasn't a problem when uh, other people were losing their lives and losing everything and being damaged incredibly. Now you want God to help you. I was watching a, a video from a security camera in a store. I believe it was in Chicago. And this black man... <clears throat> Walks into a store, looks like a convenience store, and there's a couple women. They look, uh, they look Muslim, and they were, you know, had their heads covered, and uh, so this guy walks in, 
And he just kind of walks past him and he says, open the till. And he was bigger than them. He'd probably case the joint out, knew there'd be two women there, that he could handle them if anything happened. He had a gun. Showed him a gun. You know, he was going to use violence to get what he wanted. He was breaking a commandment, thou shalt not steal. But he was pretty confident that there would be no problems. Well, that store had one of those systems where they can uh, lock you in. And so these two women ran outside and locked up the store. And all of a sudden, he realizes that he's a caged animal. And his first thing was to kick the door. And he couldn't get through it. Then he started shooting at the door. Can you guess what his last option was? Oh, God, please help me. God's going to help you now, huh? Now you're all of a sudden very uh, a penitent man. Because you got caught? Did you pray that morning that you would get away with it? Yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell sobbed. Why is this happening? How could this happen? Huh? She appeared in court on Thursday. All of a sudden... Uh, Virginia Roberts, known as Guffrey, said you could hear a very loud British woman screaming, why is this happening? How is it happening? How could this happen? Despite the claim that Maxwell was sobbing on the call, reporters who listened in were unable to determine for certain it was her. Well, who the hell do you think it was? (laughs) Have you noticed that? That uh, tendency to want to go running to God? Kind of like a protester getting hit by a car because you were playing in the middle of the road and and it turned out there was a consequence to that. Huh? Hey, I got one for you. How's this? Famous last words. Black Lives Matter! (laughs) You know what? I'll do you even better. How's this? Black Lives Matter! Anyways. And it's such a stupid thing, too. Yeah, of course they do. But you know what? You determine how much your life matters. You do. Nobody else determines that for you. And forcing people to get down on their knees and confess that you are more important than them and they are and, and they are shit. Well, you're just a bully. That's all you are. <laughs> that was funny. I got to do it again. Black Lives Matter! <laughs> All right, let's move on. Like I said, uh, Amazing Polly had a uh, an InfoWars video done about her and a new uh, video that she did uh, entitled, Is This Torture? Now, I'm going to play this audio from Greg Reese. It's an excellent report. I talked to Polly this morning. She was very excited. You know, everybody craps on Alex Jones. Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. He's on her side. 
There's no reason to do that. Of course he's ridiculous. That's why he's successful. That's why he's got three full-time studios and nine hours of original content a day and a huge production value. I, I don't know why all of a sudden it got cool to hate that guy, but whatever. Uh, Greg Reese. Population Tortured featuring Amazing Polly. And uh, I'm I'm playing this because it's highly intelligent and I love Paulie's work. So if you're listening right now, hats off to you, Chicky Poo. Uh, let's give this a listen now, shall we? This report is based on Amazing Polly's recent video, Is This Torture? In her video, Polly examines Amnesty International's 1973 report on torture and how it seems to reflect the current response to COVID-19. According to Amnesty International's report, torture is the systematic and deliberate infliction of acute pain in any form by one person on another in order to accomplish the purpose of the former against the will of the latter. The report then uses Biederman's chart of coercion to describe the technique. Psychologist Albert Biederman studied communist Chinese tactics known as DDD, debility, dependency, and dread. The CIA has been trained to use debility, dependency, and dread. And according to their 1983 Human Resource Exploitation Training Manual, many psychologists consider the threat of inducing debility to be more effective than debility itself. Okay, I'm just going to stop it right there. The threat of inducing debility is worse than actually doing it. Causing somebody to be afraid of something that might happen. And then you start stressing out like a little rat in a cage. I'll wear a mask. I'll stand six feet apart. I won't hug my grandma because I know that people will die. <laughs> They've got to figure it right out. But there's always a certain uh, folk, as Obama used to say, that are impervious to the uh, hypnosis. Make no mistake, that's what it is. Uh, let's go on with this this uh, audio here. With DDD, the debilitated victim becomes dependent upon the torturer and develops a strong fear of anything vague or unknown. Biederman's chart of coercion lays out the design of DDD. Does any of this sound familiar? Number one, isolation. We see this with quarantines and social distancing and the prohibition of crowds and large gatherings. Number two, monopolization of perception. Corporate mainstream media has monopolized all of pop culture, and those on social media who challenge the mainstream narrative are censored. Also listed is restricted movement and monotonous food. Number three, induced debilitation and exhaustion. Gym closures, church closures, losing your job, school closings, and wearing masks all day long increase stress and provokes exhaustion and debilitation. Number four, threats. We are threatened that our own children may be taken away from our homes and that experimental forced vaccines are coming. 
We are told that more will die if we restart America. And we are threatened with tracking chips, contact tracing, and a new normal. Number five, occasional indulgences. Here we find fluctuations of interrogators' attitudes, such as BLM protests are good, Trump rallies are bad. Walmart is okay, but small businesses are not. See, now I'm just pausing it here. And that's it, right? And we look at these things and we think, that's really stupid, right? Well, how come you can go to, everybody gets shoveled into Walmart, right? Because there's a pandemic, so you force everybody into one store in the name of fighting the spread of a pandemic. And you think to yourself, well, that's stupid. No, it's not stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. They're not stupid. You know who's stupid? The people that are afraid of it. They're stupid. It's like that quote I read from uh, the Screw Tape Letters, C.S. Lewis, the other day. There was a disease. Yeah. Did they die? Well, a couple did. But they didn't believe in an afterlife. And so they clung violently to this life that they had, not believing that there was anything after it. Right? That's the terror. That's the fear. And it's amazing to me how well it works. I'm looking all around. Oh yeah, not to mention the budding concentration camps that I'm surround uh, camp guards that I'm suddenly surrounded with. Somebody who has basically the level of authority of a mall security guard all of a sudden thinks that they're uh, Schultz, you know. Anyways, let's go on with this audio. The torturer will provide occasional indulgences such as rewards for partial compliance. If you just wear a mask, someday we can return to normal. Number six, demonstrating omnipotence and omniscience. Shutting down the entire global economy was a pretty good demonstration of omnipotence. Huge fines and jail for people not wearing a mask. We see the omniscience with Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and other official experts. Number seven is degradation, being Ah. called non-essential or a science denier, being treated as ignorant fools and called names by celebrities for not complying. Number eight, enforcing trivial demands. This final step develops habits of compliance, enforcement of minute rules such as standing six feet apart, following arrows, and showing support for violent BLM protests. Also, according to the report on torture, many victims become ill as a result of coercion, and more than half the illnesses listed in the report can be easily diagnosed as COVID-19 according to CDC guidelines. Do you really think that this is all a coincidence? Or are the people of the world being subjected to an advanced form of torture, coercion, and mind control? Think about that. That's the kind of world my my beautiful little niece has to navigate through. But uh, we're a praying family. And, uh, well, 
You can run on for a long time. You can run on for a long time. Sooner or later, God will cut you down. Sooner or later, God will cut you down. Black Lives Matter! All right, let's... uh, I've got some audio here of Louis Farrakhan, and uh, I actually agree with it. And (laughs) he's actually warning his people, do not take a vaccine from Fauci and Gates, right? Uh, Where are the white Christian churches doing this? I, 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 I get so disgusted when I see these prominent preachers saying, you know, uh, yeah, oh yeah, you know, God said to meet often, and don't deny that, God said to lift up your voice and sing to him, because he likes it, uh, but Gavin Newsom said don't sing in church, so, you know, uh, all of a sudden it's it's not about God anymore, right? They don't want your voice, they don't want your confession, right? Everybody does, confession! Confess that black lives matter. Confess that LGBTQ2R973 people are better than you. Why do they want that confession so bad? Right? Even God. The Bible says, uh, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You're going to someday. According to the Bible, Satan took Jesus up to a mountaintop. Said, uh, showed him the kings and the kingdoms of the world. He said, "All this will I give you if you will fall down and worship me." Why is it so important to him to get worshipped? Why is why is your opinion and your voice so coveted? Means you've got more power than you think you do. Obviously. Let's go to this clip of Farrakhan, because uh, I agree with it, and I, I like what he has to say here. Go ahead, Louie boy. Say to the African presidents, yes, do not take their medications. No kidding. I say to those of us in America, we need to call a meeting of our skilled virologists, epidemiologists, students of biology and chemistry. And we need to look at not only what they give us, we need to give ourselves something better. So my teacher told me Don't speak for some, speak for the whole. And now I'm speaking for black America, for Hispanic America, for the Native American, and for those who are desirous of life. They're making money now. Plotting to give 7 billion, 500 million people a vaccination. Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates and Melinda, 
You want to depopulate the earth? What the hell gives you that right? Yeah. Who are you to sit down with your billions and talk about who can live and who should die? Right. That's why your world is coming to an end quickly because you have sentenced billions to death. But God is now sentencing you to the death that you are sentencing to others. Yep. I could not agree with Louis Farrakhan more in that statement. Who the hell gave Gates and Fauci the decision on who lives and who dies? Well, I'll tell you who gave it to them. Every jackass that puts on a damn mask every morning. That too. You, you, I, I mean, look. What if nobody just complied, right? What if that happened, huh? There'd be no more uh, Black Lives Matter! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, wait, we're just about out of time. Boy, this show is going fast, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. That's okay. It's... Uh, it's got to be sometimes, right? It's got to be. Head over to AmericanUckRadio.com. That's AmericanUckRadio.com. And uh, get yourself a coffee cup or a T-shirt. Hey, guess what? We've got pet supplies. That's right. We've got uh, non-chemical pet shampoos. We've got Arthrodex for your dogs and cats. Help them uh, keep them from getting arthritis. Keep them healthy for a very long time. And, uh, I mean, we've, we've got something for everybody over there. So, if you uh, don't give a damn about yourself, but you love your dog like crazy, head over to AmericanUckRadio.com today. Get yourself some stuff for your pets. Big thanks to Peyton for posting all the stuff that he does on the show. And uh, I hear the music. That means that we are going to be heading into a, uh, a commercial break with the news. Stick around for Jim Dawes, everybody. Thanks for listening to American Ock Radio. On Mojo 5 Black Lives Matter! This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.